This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. This is the Mindful Education Board. Are you ready to unleash your inner warrior and live a life of peace? My name is David K. Richards, and I'm on a mission to highlight places and spaces where mindfulness and an education revolution meet. As a school founder and CEO, mindfulness teacher, and leadership coach, I share inspiring and practical lessons while also interviewing other amazing change makers. If you're ready to bring radical change to education now and live in flow, then join me to be part of the revolution that moves from the inside out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three. I'm so honored to be with you today. And I want to actually start today with a short meditation, a little True North practice. And my intention with these is that I know we're all busy educators and Like I said, it's really hard to, you know, we all have struggled to find the time to actually to find the time to meditate or just to get that stillness and that silence. So I wanted to start today with a short little meditation to help you begin to connect with the silence and the stillness, the expansive version of you. So if you're driving please don't close your eyes. And if you aren't driving, you don't have to close your eyes, but I invite you to close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath in. Long exhale out. The intention of today's meditation is to really help you connect with the flow of life. So you kind of envision a river, stream, the flow of water that your breath just naturally do what it does. Like it knows what to do because of nature. If your thoughts are starting to distract you or you're having a lot of stuff just kind of busy your mind you can take a nice deep breath and exhale out you can kind of picture the thoughts going away on a cloud thoughts are not going to stop but you can kind of just put them on a cloud that's floating away And we can take a moment to be right here in this present moment. 
on our breath. To really focus our energy on the stillness within us. The stillness beneath the stillness. You can picture yourself at the bottom of a lake. Obviously, you're safe. You don't need to worry about that part. (laughs) But picture yourself just at the bottom of a lake where you can breathe no problem and you're just at the bottom where it's so quiet, still. And there might be things going on at the top of the lake, but you're kind of the, you are the eye of the storm or you're the calm at the bottom. And all the things going on above you, it's just life happening. And that's the flow of life that we're gonna connect with today. And within all of the distractions and the things happening on the outside, there's this calm, grounded, centered, quiet, still place within you. And that's where we're going to drop into today and connect with that space within us. Just enjoy the spaciousness and the timelessness and expansive, wise feeling that you get when you can really connect with this flow of life, this anchor, the stillness and the silence, the silence beneath the silence. Just say thank you to yourself for taking the time, for committing to your own growth and unfolding. Take a nice deep breath in through the nose and exhale out the mouth. And we'll wrap it up there. Take a moment and just open your eyes at your own pace slowly. And we'll have our talk for today. Thank you so much for engaging in that with me. Now, if you were driving or you were busy, you might have had to just kind of fast forward through that, which I do sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts. I'm like, oh, I can't do that right now because it's just sometimes I will actually listen to them, even though I am not able to close my eyes and like really meditate, right? Anyway, thank you so much. I wanted to start today by saying that you have made a courageous decision or you're close to making this courageous decision to be on this mindfulness journey and to do this warrior work. This is really, this is really warrior work. This is saying that you're, you're willing to go within yourself. And like we were visualizing at the bottom of that lake, you're willing to find that stillness and that wisdom within yourself to guide your life in a different way than the majority do. 
So whatever brought you here, whether you're just really tired or burnt out, you just want to reconnect with the highest version of you or that part of you that you remember when you were a kid that was so free and open and alive, really expansive version of you. Or maybe you just have the curiosity that keeps coming back, that keeps bringing you back to what is this meditation? What is this mindfulness? I've always wanted to meditate. I've always wanted to try. Oh, I used to, or I'm not doing it as much. Or there's just parts of me that are really curious. Whatever brings you here today, I welcome you with open arms. And I'm just really grateful you're listening. Mindfulness is the moment-by-moment awareness. This is my definition. And I think if you look it up, it's very similar. It's the moment-by-moment awareness of your state of being. Meaning you're clear of where you're operating from. You're aware if you're in fear in in, in each present moment, in each moment. You're aware if you're in fear, if you feel like you're lacking or you're separate, you're not enough, you're worrying about the past or projecting your worries onto the future, or you're literally just right here in this present moment right now. And there's nothing that's actually going on in your mind from the past and the present, or excuse me, the past and the future. And now we don't know in the West. We're not very good at understanding how to be in the present moment because our whole entire culture teaches us to do, 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 go, 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 go. And so the paradigm shift I'd like to see, especially for educators, is that taking care of yourself, loving yourself, being present in each moment can absolutely help you serve and be the best of your educator self. That's the part that I hope you hear today. This can help you be the best version of yourself and be the best educator you want to be. And I believe this fundamentally because I'm living it. I used to run from one meeting, one coaching session, whatever it was, you know, one meeting with a student to another, one phone call to another, running around from recess duty to lunch this and just going around like crazy, which again, you can do that in flow. Nothing wrong with that, but I didn't do it in flow. I did it in over, like I said earlier in the last episode, just over, just overdoing it, never pausing to breathe or notice what my mind was doing, what thoughts were racing through my mind, what I was feeling. Can you ask yourself, what am I feeling and what do I need? We'll talk about that a lot. What am I feeling right now? What do I need? And I wasn't doing that. I never did that. And really being aware of what energy is driving me. Is it, like I said earlier, is it an energy of fear? Is it an energy of love, expansion? Or is it an energy of not enoughness, scarcity, worry? So mindfulness is truly a practice of pausing and being aware of everything. And it's finding yourself in that calm stillness at the bottom of the lake and still seeing everything clearly as an observer. And so we don't believe that slowing down, pausing, breathing, meditating, practicing present moment awareness actually works because we've been taught the opposite. Do everything in your power to avoid feeling pain or discomfort and go, 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 go. And let's be honest, we work in schools. Most of us still work in schools in some way, shape, or form, or we have for a long time. 
how do you find the time to meditate in a school, right? <laughs> Actually, I have a story about that. So when I was starting to meditate and really go deep into this journey, when I was still a principal, I would actually show up to the school. And what I noticed was on the weekends when I wasn't in the school and I would do a nice meditation in the morning, I would feel so great during the day. And then I'd go to work and I'd just feel like off all day because I wasn't able to really calm my mind and just get that feeling of clarity that I've been talking about. So I committed to like, no matter what, one of my meditation teachers shared, you don't need a special space with perfect pillows. I mean, that's all nice. It's nice to have a great space, but you can get kind of attached to it. So her big push was, you should be able to meditate anywhere. So I took her literally and I took her challenge and I would actually show up to the school, greet all the kids, do all the great things we do as principals and leaders and say hello to the teachers, right? And then I would go upstairs into the janitor closet, which I knew the janitor wouldn't be using that till like two o'clock. And so I would sit in the janitor closet and I'd grab a chair and I'd put it in the janitor closet and I would put on my headphones and I would listen to binaural beat or a certain type of frequency music, like a certain Hertz. And I would meditate 15 minutes. I do that every day. So I want to make sure we know that you can find five minutes a day to meditate, 15 minutes, 20 minutes a day, right? Even if you're working in a school, but let's take the assumption that we don't believe that pausing, slowing down and meditating and being present really does actually work, right? We think it's a bunch of like, woo, woo, waste of time. Not all of us, but I'm saying like the mainstream culture. And so the question really becomes, do we actually believe that? Do we really believe that overscheduling, constantly doing, adding to the do list every second, obsessing over what needs to be done, going, 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 pushing, 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 pausing to see how your breath is, checking in with your body, listening to your intuition, do we actually really believe that that's the best way to live our life? <laughs> or is that just the way we've been conditioned? And so we just do that out of a subconscious program that just runs, right? It's like our subconscious mind's just going and we just do it because it's comfortable and it's what we've always done, right? So I'm actually not telling you to stop going or being busy or achieving or doing whatever you're great at in your, you know, in education. But I am saying or to go live out, you know, quit your job and go live in the middle of nowhere that, you know, or somewhere rural or, you know, wherever, whatever, whatever you want to do, that's fine. My point is, I'm not telling you that you need to slow down. What I'm telling you is that I would like you to bring awareness to where your energy is. Okay. And what you're prioritizing in your life, not out of just conditioning or just what well, I've always done. I've always just been really busy, but why ask yourself why? You know, ask yourself with love, what are you prioritizing? How are you living your life, right? How are you going through your day as an educator? I had to take a radical look at my life and, and really ask, you know, once I got sick, really ask myself, what is my subconscious mind doing and what patterns are driving my life? Just in an unconscious way. What, what, you know, and, it, and it led me to really ask the question, when was my doing, right? My quote unquote doing a a subconscious belief system that I had to examine. And I examined it. And what I found out when I got from that deep space of wisdom was that I had a belief system that if I worked harder, did more, succeeded more, got another fancy degree, opened another school, got another you know title or before my name or letters after my name, that eventually I would feel worthy, that I would be worthy, that would equal worthiness. <clears throat> 
So I had to ask myself, where's all this pushing energy striving coming from? Is it coming from my ego? Coming from my intellectual head? Or is it coming from my heart? Where is this coming from? And as I inquired and investigated, we'll talk about that a lot too. How do you inquire and investigate from this place of your heart and clarity? I began to see that I was doing and going, going, going to fill an inner need that was never going to be filled on the outside. It was never going to be filled on the outside. So it had become a maladaptive coping mechanism for me. It had become my, and my drug in a way, right? my addiction. Do, 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 do. They don't have to sit down and really be present with myself, right? I could distract myself from the discomfort, the, the pain that I experienced as a child or the difficulties I've had in my past. I could just, if I just kept doing stuff, I never had to really face that. It's uncomfortable, right? And so this is why for me, the commitment to mindfulness and meditation It's not just going on silent retreats and listening to Calm App in the morning. All these things are wonderful. And of course, I'm encouraging you to do that today. But it's more than that. It's really bringing awareness to yourself, to your own patterns, your own habits, and understanding what is serving you and what's not serving you. So as you're getting more and more clear with yourself and more present and getting connected to that stillness, you're actually starting to get clear on what's serving you, what's not serving you. It was not serving me to be an overdoer, an overachiever. It was not serving me. Okay, so you start to bring awareness to each moment of your daily life. And you know that there's a lot of things that are going on. Life is just happening. Okay, we meditated today on really connecting with the flow of life. So thinking about a flowing river or, you know, thinking about a leaf falling from a tree or grass growing, that is not happening because of a project manager or a project plan. Okay. That's happening because it's life. It's life happening. It's reality happening. We have to understand that nature is our best guide. Nature goes, flows, and knows without making things complicated, doesn't overthink things. Nature goes, flows, and knows, right? There's, there's something happening. It's just the flow of life. And so I really want you today to understand that life is full of contradictions and seeing what life really is and knowing that life is a dance of the contradictions and the dualities, that's a really important part of meditation and mindfulness. And it's hard to see that clearly and to really be connected to the flow of life without some sort of meditative practice. That's what I believe, obviously. And so it's this courageous act of really committing to a meditative practice daily, being a warrior, being the the mindful education warrior you are and committing to it daily. Now, Like I said in the last episode, it could be something really, really simple, like two minutes a day. It could be, so for me, it was starting with two minutes. I went onto YouTube and I think I just listened to music, like binaural beats for two minutes because I just felt like anything more than that, 
to be honest with you, when I first started meditating, because I had so much repressed trauma in my body from my childhood, it actually was highly uncomfortable. So to sit down and meditate without, without, you know, having a teacher in the room with me, because I was doing online classes and stuff like that, it was actually quite difficult. So I just started with two minutes. And what I want you to know is that know yourself. Is it two minutes sitting quietly with your eyes closed? You know, get to know yourself. So I did two minutes, eyes closed. Then I started walking. So I committed to walking every day. I do like one, well, before I even did meetings on the phone, I do one meeting on the phone every day. Before I did that, I just walked outside for 10 minutes and just did not look at my email, did not, I might put on headphones with some nice music. Then I started actually just looking at the tree outside of my office every once in a while throughout the day and just started really connecting with nature. Then I started, you know, I stopped listening to the news in the morning the whole time on the way to work. And I started listening to podcasts about meditation and mindfulness and really started changing what information was coming into my brain, right? What I was doing with my energy and my inputs. So like I told you before, I went from meditating two minutes a day to, to trying to doing it longer and longer and then walking. And, you know, I, I started to change the default from a nervous system on overdrive, the amygdala constantly thinking that I was going to be in danger to switching the default to where now I'm in a meditative state. Most of my day, I say 80%, I don't know how you measure that, but it's like well beyond more than half of my day. Like right now I'm in a meditative state because I'm not racing around and worrying. I'm just calm and I'm clear and I'm neutral, right? So that came from that two-minute commitment several years ago. So my ask for you today is to start to commit to two minutes a day. And let me tell you, I did the janitor closet. I have meditated in huge, for two minutes, huge airport waiting rooms. You know, you can close your eyes. People don't need to know what you're doing. You can just be sleeping, right? On the airplane, on the bus, in my car at the traffic lights, I shared that with you. So you just commit to two minutes a day. Small act, turtle step, small yet courageous act. And so I start, my ask for you is that you really start to connect with the nature, with nature and the flow of life, whatever that means for you, right? You're with kids, a lot of you too. And that's so beautiful. If you ever want to learn how to be present in the moment, watch a child, especially the younger ones, but even teenagers, right? Just watch them. They're so in the present moment. But I wanted to give some recommendations for what you can try out. So really get to know yourself. You could try a different one each day. You can just, just experiment for the next week. For the next week, connect with your heart, connect with the flow of life by practicing some of these different things. Any kind of creative pursuit, drawing, art, writing, paper mache, you know, whatever gets you out of your intellectual thinking brain. And, and just to be clear, I don't have a problem with intellectual mind and all that. Cause I know I've mentioned it a few times. It's where the energy is coming from. If it's all in your head, you know, sometimes your head hurts on like it's full on the top. It's because you need to recalibrate your heart and your head. So at the school, we like to talk about the fact that it, you start with the heart and speak from your head. Right. So I'm not, I'm not saying that you, you know, you don't use your intellectual mind because that sometimes that will trigger people when I say that. But anyway, so painting, drawing, any kind of creative thing, singing your favorite song, music, calm music, music that gets you into a, again, just into a flow state. 
writing, write without picking up your pen, write creatively, walking. If you need to move your body, walk, exercise, go to the gym. Again, none of these things are going to just get you into a meditative state right away, but practice them. Just practice them. Looking at an object, look at a candle, look at the tree, look at one object for two minutes and just be calm and watch your thoughts, right? Get into an observer mode. Like I said, meditate. I started using, for a long time, I did not have silent meditation. I would only use guided meditations. And I just went to YouTube and I just typed in whatever I felt like that day. Surrender, gratitude, whatever I was playing around. Inner child, I would just type stuff in and I would just play around and find ones I liked. Walk in nature. You know, a lot of us work in schools that are still close to some sort of grass or something. Walk in nature. I think that's all of them. So there's, of course, tons more, but those are just good examples of ways you could start to please share with me too if you have other ideas. But these are ways you can start to start to reorient your attention because right now your attention is constantly on the outside and it's constantly on what you need to do. Now, I don't know if it's true for everyone, but in general, it's oriented on the outside. It's oriented to what you need to do, what's happening next, what you should worry about, what you should be in fear about. So this starts to reorient your mind. And if you're doing it for two minutes a day, that's a lot more than probably most people. And it's a lot more than you probably did last week. So you just start with a little bit, right? Okay. So really the question you're asking yourself is what will, what activity and you could use all of them or try different ones will get you to a point where your mind is the most still and you're feeling the peace within your soul. You're feeling the peace of your soul's knowing. What does that feel like? What does it feel like to kind of just know clarity? Okay. I'll close with the story about how I, this is before I was really deep on the mindfulness and meditation path and how I decided to start my school. I had gone hiking with, because this is such a perfect example of how I spent so much of my life ignoring this voice. And eventually the voice was like, okay, now I got him. I'm going to give him some information. I went hiking. We went to Lake Tahoe with my son at that time. He was only two. And we went hiking and we had to drive for a while. And my son happened to fall asleep right when we got out of the car. And he never fell asleep at that time. Let's say it's like 10 o'clock or four o'clock. You know, his nap was 12 or whatever. And he just happened to fall asleep. So I said, oh, I'll sit with him. So I sat with him kind of, you know, up at the trailhead on a rock, this beautiful, spacious Lake Tahoe, mountains all around. And he fell asleep. Like I said, he was asleep. So I was holding him in my, in my arms. And there was something about being connected to his free energy and being in the expansion of the trees and the nature that I just started having all these insights. And it was like a small, still voice said, you're opening an elementary school in Sacramento and you're starting a leadership institute. Okay. This was 10 years ago. And I went home after that and I didn't really feel comfortable telling anyone because I thought people wouldn't believe me or just say, well, I don't understand. You know, why do you think that's true? But there's a, a knowing that you start to have, you get really in tune with yourself and in the flow of life and really the peace and the wisdom of your soul that you just kind of know. And so I told my wife, I said, quitting my current job. And, you know, at that time I was an executive 
And I was assumed to have stayed there forever, like still be working there today, 10 years later. And I said, I, I'm leaving. And she was like, what? So she was totally shocked. And I said, it's just, it's just a feeling. It's just an intuition. And then I told her the story, how I felt on the mountaintop. And to this day, I, I tell everyone at the school. So it's a joke like, oh, David, the founder and his <laughs> mountaintop moment. But it's a joke. But I actually think people really appreciate it because they start to see that you can really follow that intuition and you can really see that life is happening and life is in flow. And now what I could have done is said, that doesn't seem right. We're, we're living in the Bay area. Why would it move to Sacramento? Why would it move our whole family? Now my wife's family is here in Sacramento. So obviously it wasn't that crazy, but again, like why, why in elementary school, I'd done high schools at that point for, I don't know, 12, 14 years. Why are we moving to Sacramento to start an elementary school? So I just, at that point, I was not as skilled in really trusting that voice, but I still trusted it enough to just know. It was just, it was so clear in that moment. And I think this is why I'm telling you, if you can start to do it a little bit each day, then you start to have those insights all day, every day. You don't have to wait till you're on a hike with your son in Lake Tahoe. You think about all the factors that came together. That's life, right? A young child, the mountains, stillness, being calm, not running around. I was on vacation. All those pieces that I've been talking about that were conditioned to do the opposite were all in place to give me this complete and utter clarity of insight. And I'll tell you more stories about when I was on my silent retreats and how these things just happen over and over. But my ask for you today is to try something. If you're already meditating, continue to meditate, try something different, you know, or something that works well for you or share with us what's working for you, but just, just do it. Just do it because this, the mindfulness and the warrior, mindful education warrior, it's a, it's a dance of the doing and being, right? The mindfulness is the being and the warrior is the doing. So do it, right? Be mindful, be with your inner wisdom and then follow through by meditating or practicing these other meditative, uh, these mindfulness practices that will get you into neutrality. So that's today's episode. Thank you so much. And I look forward to connecting with you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Mindful Education Warrior podcast. I want you to know that every guest and listener is a valued part of this co-creation. We're so honored that you listened and we hope that this helped you in some small or big way today. This is a community and a movement and without you, it wouldn't be possible. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to davidkrichards.com where you will find special offers for podcast listening. And as always, if you're moved by an episode, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. Finally, our greatest compliment is when you share an episode with someone who you believe will benefit from the message. I'm sending you so much love today and the courage to really be the mindful warrior within you. Thank you. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B E.